Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include a Federal Reserve victory lap, my interview with speech-language pathologist Ailsa Falk on how I can improve the auditory experience for you, my beautiful listeners, and our final inflationary economic release of the week. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mortgage technology for today's modern lenders. Compensafe makes managing employee incentive compensation easy with a solution to transform complex calculus and webs of spreadsheets into an orderly push-button process. Learn more at simplenexus.com. Economists and investors continue to ruminate on how the consumer price index increased 3% year-over-year and 0.2% month-over-month in June. The year-over-year increase marks the lowest rate of inflation since March 2021. So is it too early for the Federal Reserve to do a victory lap or declare a true soft landing? Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, San Francisco Fed President Daly said yesterday that it's too early to declare victory over inflation reminding us that there's a 12-24 to month lag in the transmission of monetary policy. And on the Fed front, St. Louis Fed President Bullard announced his resignation effective immediately, though he will remain at the Fed in an advisory capacity until August 14th. Back to inflation. The Federal Reserve's mandate is to contain inflation and help the economy. It misjudged the early strength of inflation, which got out of control, though the June CPI showed inflation is moving towards the Fed's target. Decelerating consumer prices could lead to lower mortgage rates, which would steadily lift home sales and increase home production. The Fed's latest beige book that was released this week indicated that the economy is cooling with modest growth and slower wage increases. Subsequently, the Fed's July rate hike will probably be the last of this cycle unless the U.S. is hit by another inflationary shock. For today's interview, I want to welcome onto the show speech-language pathologist Ailsa Falk to talk about how I can stop up-talking. It's all you people to come up and talk to me about when I see you, is that my voice inflections are distracting in the podcast. So a speech-language pathologist evaluates and diagnoses speech, language, communication, and swallowing disorders. They provide training and education and work collaboratively with professionals from many other medical disciplines. So maybe Elza can help me out. Let's see. I have a problem. I'm an up talker. Well, not in like my everyday life, but on the podcast. I need to fix it. So (laughs) can you explain, maybe we should start. What is a, what is the scope of a speech language pathologist? And then we'll talk about my personal problems. How about that? How much time do you have? I have 30, uh, I have 30 seconds for you. <laughs> not enough time to even like, get into the scope of practice. So, uh, I mean, the scope of practice of an SLP is speech, language, cognition, swallowing, voice, AAC. So the scope is quite large. That was a good little elevator pitch. Yeah. So now uh, that was thirty seconds. Back to back to me. I want this to be all yeah, about exactly. me. <laughs> I know I have a very short amount of time. So, why do I up talk? How do I fix it? What's the matter with me? There's nothing wrong with up talk or uh, having a higher 
inflection at the end of your words or sentences. It's a characteristic or a feature of speech, a pattern of speech, if you will. Not a disorder. <laughs> However, if it's something that you'd like to work on, there are things that you can do. Um, you know, it, it's typically... This is what I wanted to talk to you about because it's typically a feature of or a characteristic of a more feminine voice, right? So when you look at male versus female voices, typically females use more upspeak in their voice. There's nothing wrong with males using upspeak in their voice. It's just a more common characteristic. Now, because I know you well, <laughs> I know that your typical voice, you do not normally use upspeak as much, right? It's very common to use a higher inflection at the end of the sentence. It's a question, right? That's an auditory cue to your listener that you're asking a question. So that's, everyone does that. But when you use upspeak at the end of a word or a word within the sentence or at the end of the sentence when it's not a question, that's just a different speech pattern. So I noticed that when you're doing your interviews or uh, your interviews compared to your daily segments or your jokes, you tend to use more upspeak within those other uh, segments versus your interviews where I would say that's more your typical speech. I think it's more of you kind of putting on this persona and, you know, kind of making it kind of sound podcasty, you know, kind of giving yourself a little bit of a, like a character, if you will. But the other thing that I do notice is that when you're doing those daily updates and your jokes or whatnot, you tend to also prolong the final syllable in some words. It's usually if they end in a vowel or an R, so you kind of prolong the, the final position of the word, right? It's initial, medial, final, you prolong the final. Just another thing that I, can yeah, I think that's on. I think that's just a, a byproduct of being from California, you know. Yes, so. but you don't do that in your typical speech. <laughs> so I would. All right. Well, you. what do you? Why do you think I'm putting on a, a feminine persona to read podcast scripts in the morning? And, no, no, I'm not going to gender your persona. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's just something that you probably started with and just have continued and now it's like a habit i know how do i that's that's why i'm bringing you on here today how do i fix it because how do you fix it i mean the only way that you can fix it is to bring more awareness to your speech i would probably start practicing kind of like at a lower level right we kind of work on hierarchy so the way to address this and again by no means is this a disorder. I want to make that very clear. I have I have enough disorders already. I don't need another one. <laughs> so, but if it is something that you want to work on, you kind of start just by identifying when you do it, right? And then practicing at a lower level in like the speech hierarchy to practice strategies and skills so that 
you become more comfortable not doing it and then slowly kind of get to the podcast level um, and hopefully it will generalize. Yeah, but I only do it when I read off a script. I don't do it in my everyday life. So I don't know how to... Maybe I practice script reading in the late night. Well, first I would start off practicing at, like, the phrase level when you're reading. And then the sentence level. And then the paragraph level. And then review your speech. And identify the instances that you do it. Versus the instances that... You were able to like catch yourself, so it's really kind of like thinking about your speech, right? It's like metacognition almost. You're thinking about what you're doing while you're doing it, so that you're able to then identify when you do it, so that you can not do it in the future. I'll work so on it. It's really more about bringing your awareness to your speech pattern. Oh, I'm I'm aware. After after people come up to me at conferences and say, I listen to your podcast, I love it. The second thing they say is, you're an up-talker. So the awareness is there, and uh, which is lovely to hear from my adoring fans. But uh, Well, we can work on it. Right? At least I don't do that, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and you don't use a lot of fillers in your speech. That's fantastic. All right. Well, Elsa, thanks for um thanks for talking about my deficiencies and shortcomings with me this morning. Hopefully the auditory experience for my listeners will improve in the coming months. We'll practice. Yesterday brought another strong rally in treasuries following more favorable inflation news. With the yield curve steepening extending further as investors ramped up bets that the Fed will hold rates steady through the year end, following a 25 basis points hike later this month. At the producer level, both headline and core inflation slowed more than analysts anticipated, another sign that inflation continues to moderate. Producer prices barely rose in June from a year earlier to post the smallest increase since 2020. Today's calendar is a light one, but does include more inflation-related reports with important export prices for June. We'll also receive July consumer sentiment and more big bank Q2 earning releases, such as those from J.P. Morgan Chase, Citi, and Wells Fargo, which actually all came in better than expected this morning. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. About the Jewish arranged marriage. That couldn't get me into trouble, could it? A good Hasidic family is most concerned that their 30-year-old son is unmarried. So they call a marriage broker and ask him to find their son a good wife. The broker comes over to their house and spends a long time asking questions of the son and his parents as to what they want in a wife or daughter-in-law. They give him a long shopping list of requirements, and the marriage broker takes a long time looking and finally asks to visit the family again. He then tells them of a wonderful woman he's found. He says she's just the right age for the son. She keeps a kosher home, she regularly attends synagogue, and knows the prayers by heart. And she's a wonderful cook. She loves children and wants a large family. And, to crown it all off, she's gorgeous. After hearing all this, the family is very impressed and begins to get excited about the prospects of a wedding in the near future. But the son pauses and asks, Is she also good in bed? To which the marriage broker answers, Some say yes. Some say no.
I don't, I don't get it. Maybe you got it. Maybe it's, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, incentive compensation, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus and Encino Company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.